Hey, this is Todd and Julie Mullen, senior pastors here at Christ Fellowship Church in South Florida. Whether you're across the street or across the world, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy week to join for this message. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you to get more out of life. It's amazing to me. Oh, you got, you got me? The sticker stick. I'm getting, I need to be free from the sticker. Come on, I need a kiss. I love you, honey. Absolutely. 25 years next year, everybody. Let's go. I'm excited today because I wore my free shirt. It wasn't free, but it says free. I've been saved for a long time and I've been thinking about this topic for, for several weeks and Pastor Todd and I have been conversing about freedom and how many of us, we, we serve this Christ and we live this life and we come to church and we worship and we have this relationship with God and for some reason, we're kind of free-ish, like kind of free, but not all the way free. And I've experienced this in my own life and for years I dealt with anger and, and my anger was demonstrative and my anger was loud and my anger was, was, was big and, and I remember going to an altar call and, and really receiving God's forgiveness and the issue of anger and, and going to counseling and, and trying to find out where this thing is coming from and, and I remember feeling free but I still felt anger. In other words, my anger was no longer demonstrative and loud, it was quiet and resentful. And so I was kind of free-ish. It's kind of like religion and, and our connection with God, that many of us have this connection with God, but we're free-ish because our connection is religious, not relationship. Our connection is based off of rules, not love. And we find ourselves free-ish. It's kind of like when you're worshiping and, and you got your hands up in church like this morning and, and you're singing, man, God is going to move and, and he can move mountains and I see you move and uh, you move the mountain and I believe that you'll do it again. And you're singing the words, but in your heart you're like, are you really going to do it again? And you find yourself free-ish. I guess what I'm trying to say is all of us how I say it back in Baltimore is every one of us has some area of freedom that we've been fighting for for a long time. Financial freedom, fighting for for a long time. I'm talking about the people who've been in debt and out of debt like six times, come on. Because we get free but we can't hold on to it because it's kind of free-ish. I'm talking about when, when God does a miracle in your life and, and, you, and you receive it and, and maybe you get healed and, and maybe you get set free, but you kind of have this mindset of anticipating when it's going to be over. You're kind of free-ish. Are y'all with me? But as Pastor Todd said, is who, he who the sun sets free is free indeed. And that word indeed in the Greek, it, it, it means like, not just a proclaimed freedom, but a received freedom. I'm talking about the kind of freedom 
that if you are dealing with an addiction or a pornography issue or, or, or anger or some level of resentment, when the feeling comes to do it, you don't feel constricted based on not wanting to mess up. You have this healthy fear of God that says, I don't want anything to get in the way of my relationship with God. And because you could be free-ish if you don't want to do it because you're scared of what God is going to do, but you're free indeed if you don't want to do it because you give up things you love for something you love even more. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. In 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 17, all week I was praying like, God, I, I know that you're speaking to me, but could you just do it earlier? Come on. I was in the gym this morning at, at 6 o'clock and working out for the first time ever before a Sunday morning. And I want to kind of take you through my battle and my journey of freedom in the area of health. It says, when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, they mobilized all their forces to capture him. But David was told that they were coming. So he went into the stronghold. The Philistines arrived and spread out across the valley of Rephraim. So David asked of the Lord, should I go out to fight the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? The Lord replied, yes, go ahead. I will certainly hand them over to you. It's amazing. So David went to Baal-perazim and defeated the Philistines there. The Lord did it, he exclaimed. He burst through my enemies like a raging flood, so he named the place Breakthrough. He named the place Freedom. He named the place Deliverance. He named the place Healed, which means the Lord who broke through. Then the Philistines abandoned their idols, and David and his men confiscated them. Christ Fellowship, for the next few minutes, I want to preach to you from the topic, this is how I fight my battles. All of us are fighting for freedom. All of us are fighting for deliverance. All of us are fighting for healing. I mean, many of us, uh, our fights are different. Our fights, you know, may, may be, uh, uh, you know, a 24-7 fight or, or maybe your fight is a, a couple of minutes. But whatever it is, we are all fighting for something. And it's important for us to acknowledge that because many of us can have this perfection, you know, mentality of, well, I go to church and I tithe and, and I'm good and, and everything is good, but you got these little different areas of, of freedom and maybe it's fear and maybe you're successful, but your success is based off of what you don't want to be rather than what God is calling you to be. And you're looking in the rearview mirror of failure from a past generation saying, I'll never be that and you're free-ish. 401k is good, the bank account is good, the cars are good, the kids are good, the, uh, you know, you've got uh, emer the emergency fund, but it's all based off of what you don't want to be rather than what God has called you to be. And we're free-ish. We all have this battle. And for my whole life, I'm, I'll be 50 on January the 24th, and I'll have, pass out my cash app at the next service. Um, I'm joking. <laughs> and I've been in this reflection mode, this, God, what is this in me? And, you know, you know if I'm going to live to be 100, like half the year, like, like what do you still want 
for me to accomplish and what do you want me to do and are there areas that, that I've kind of left unaddressed because I just don't really believe that and I, I begin to think back to when I pastored my church in Baltimore. And you know we never did a series on fitness. We never did a series on health for two reasons. The first reason was is I ain't fit. I wasn't fit. And I didn't want to preach on something that I would have to be held accountable to now live out. You see, in the area of health, in the area of fitness, in the area of weight, you know, it's not an insecurity, it's not something that you can hide, you actually fail in public. And so everybody can see that you fail. Everybody can see that you posted that you went to the gym and then the post disappear after two weeks. And if I'm honest, I, 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 that was me. I've had this cycle and this repetitive uh, uh, failure mentality where I never wanted to start. And let me tell you what free-ish also looks like. It looks like an all or nothing mentality. And so if I can't work out 17 times a month, then I ain't gonna do it at all. Now here's the deal, you don't wake up and say that. And so last night I was, I had you know, scheduled my training uh, with my personal trainer who's here, and uh, I'm just excited, Pablo, you're, you're, you've been a blessing to my life, and already just in two, three sessions, and I'm really sore. <laughs> I was like, I can't move, and, and I knew I had scheduled this workout session this morning, because I've never done it. And I was like, if I'm gonna preach on freedom, I need to walk the walk. And so last night around 11, I got hungry. <laughs> and I was like, what am I gonna eat? And I, I thought about, you know, the gym and how much money I'm investing in it. And I was like, it's, it's not worth it. And so I sent a text and says, hey, you know, I gotta preach, my notes aren't ready. Um, can we switch to 6.30 at night rather than 6.30 in the morning? And Irene was like, really? The Holy Spirit arrested me there because I had fear. I didn't want to fail again out loud. You see, what I'm learning is you cannot break a stronghold with a strong effort. A stronghold cannot be destroyed by a strong church service. You see, where we find David here in our text is there's a battle going on at the stronghold. And it says here that when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king, they mobilized all their forces to capture him. Uh, what I see is, is you have to understand that David, prior to this, had been anointed king as a kid and he had been working out his anointing. And leading up to this passage of scripture, David had spent eight years on the run from Saul. Eight years on the run from temptation. 
Eight years on the run from fear. Eight years on the run from doubt. Eight years on the run from addiction. Eight years on the run from discouragement. Eight years on the run. Whatever it is, insecurity, the thing that you need to get free from, the scripture kind of tells me, man, how you can be running from something and what happens when you start running to it. I love this idea that it says, but David was told that they were coming. So he went into the stronghold. He didn't run from it. He didn't say, I'll deal with it next year. He didn't say, you know, this joke in our family, you know, whenever we, you know, I was gonna start a workout and we just had this joke that says, Tuesday was our thing. Like if it was Saturday or Friday of the previous week, I say, I'll start on Tuesday. So whenever Irene would hold me accountable, I would say Tuesday. Wait till Tuesday. Because it's, it, we put off hard work. We put off getting free. We put off getting healed. We put off getting delivered. But scripture says that David, number one, if you're taking notes and you want to get free, it is time for you to pursue what has been pursuing you. Pursue what it has been pursuing you. Stand up to it. Say, I know how to, I'm going to take a licking and keep on ticking. Say, have this mentality that I've been dealing with this for too long and I'm not running from it anymore. Let me tell you something. This freedom class that our church is about to embark upon, every single person in our entire church should be signing up for freedom because what you're saying is, I am sick and tired of being sick and tired and it's time to break the cycle of whatever it is, but I can only break the cycle if I pursue what has been pursuing me. I got into a fight. I don't encourage fighting, but I lived near Baltimore and you had to have a little something with you. Come on, somebody. And I remember being a teenager and we were playing this basketball game and, and we were talking trash in the wrong neighborhood. Don't do that. And after the, after, the, <laughs> after the game, we were talking so much trash, we walked outside and there was a family, a generation of people with bats and a generation of people with chains and a real talk. And I was overweight and I was the slowest but the smartest so I ran first. <laughs> True story. And I remember this guy chasing me and, and uh, 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 his, I think it was his auntie chasing me too. And like there's, there's one thing called running, there's another thing called hall-tailing. It's, it's when you run with fear. Come on somebody, like it, it's the kind of run that has skid marks, like, like literally. And I'm running, I'm probably going slow, but I can hear chariots of fire doing do 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 like, like and all of a sudden, I hear something hit the ground, a bat. Who throws a bat? This is a true story. I was scared to death until I heard the bat hit the ground. I stopped running. I looked down. I said, oh my God, he threw a bat. So I did what the fattest, slowest kid would do in that predicament. I picked the bat up, and what was chasing me? I turned the tables, 
and said, the enemy tried to take you out. The enemy tried to destroy you, but God is going to give you a testimony to pick up what the enemy tried to destroy you with and turn the tables and start pursuing what has been pursuing you. I'm not running no more. I'm going to work out. I'm, a, I'm proclaiming to the church. Now I got thousands of people to hold me accountable. You see me eating? Make sure I don't order stuff with butter. Because I'm going to start hitting this thing head on. I don't want to pass down a genetic thing to my kids, but it's really a mentality. <laughs> Maybe they're not genetically sick. It's they're mentally sick because they got down your quit spirit. That's me. I'm going to pursue it, but I'm going into the stronghold. You have to go into the stronghold. Somebody say stronghold. Second Corinthians 10, three and six says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty into the pulling down of strongholds. He goes on to says this, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish. I love this. I'm going to punish the seasons of disobedience. Come on, somebody with a season of obedience. Come on, somebody ought to get happy right there. I'm going to get up and work out. I'm going to say no to fried chicken in Jesus' name. I'm going to say no to gravy in Jesus' name. I've been texting my, my Pablo all of my meals because I realized that I cannot do this by myself. Sometimes you need somebody to go to the stronghold with you. Todd, will you go to the stronghold with me? Julie, will you go to the strong coach? Will you guys help me? Irene, Jaden, I need somebody to go with me. Come on, somebody, and take it back. There was an old song that says, I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. Took back what he stole from me. I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. Satan is under my feet. That's a good song. But can I tell you, the enemy will never get under your feet until you first get him out of your head. It says, taking back every thought we used to have this park called Little Hammond Park at our high school, and Little Hammond Park was where all the fights happened. If there was a fight in school, meet me at Little Hammond Park after school. Somebody stole your pencil, meet me at Little Hammond Park. <laughs> if somebody took your lunchbox, meet me at Little Hammond Park. I think we need a Little Hammond Park meeting. I think we need a meeting of the mind that says, you know what? The reason that my feet can't walk it out yet is because my head doesn't believe it yet. A stronghold is a lie or accusation that the enemy plants in the minds of believers that are contrary to the word of God. You never get addicted to a substance until you first get addicted to a negative thought that is contrary to the word of 
God, if you don't believe that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, you won't think you're fearfully and wonderfully made and you won't seek to be in the presence of your creator to feel secure. So you'll go to the presence of alcohol, you'll go to the presence of a date or a relationship that you should not be in because your mind is messed up. It is time to go to Little Hammond Park and take captive every word of disobedience and accusation and lie of the enemy. Anybody want to get free? Come on. Anybody want to get healed? Anybody want to get delivered? Anybody want to break the generational curse and the cycle that says it stops with me? I'm not passing this down to my children's children. Taking it back, man. Number two. Number one, pursue what's been pursuing you. Number two, pray with passion and persistence. <laughs> you mean that's all you got? I want to get free and all you tell me to do is pray? No, I, I, it's the way we're praying. Check this out. So the Philistines arrived and spread out across the valley of Ephraim. So David asked of the Lord, I love this, should I go out and fight the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? And the Lord replied, yes, go ahead. I will certainly hand them over to you. Check this out. David, he has whooped Goliath. David has refused Saul's armor. David has discovered his purpose by delivering a cheese sandwich to his brothers. David has learned how to worship in the wilderness. David has gone through several see-nothing seasons and conquered them. David was a warrior, but David never neglected being a worshiper. I love the cadence of David inquired of the Lord, and the Lord replied. Jimmy, he inquired of the Lord, and the Lord replied. I went through and found there are nine times in First and Second Samuel that Scripture says that David inquired of the Lord, and the Lord replied. If we know that the Lord constantly replies, why would we ever stop inquiring? If Scripture says that He will never leave us or forsake us, then why do we leave the presence of God? This morning in the gym, I ain't gonna lie, I, I normally listen to some different music. <laughs> Don't judge me. But then I thought about it this morning. I, I texted Pablo or talked to him last week and I said, hey, can I connect uh, my phone to, to the speakers? So yeah, so I started worshiping the gyra. I'm sweating. Can you imagine doing a workout song, a workout dance to this is how I fight my battles? It's slow, but you're trying to like, and all of a sudden this morning something happened. I texted Pastor Todd, I texted AP, I said, 
Pastor Julie, I said, I'm gonna be late because I had an encounter with God at the gym. And I was working out and it was real hard and Pablo, I'm like, I'm paying you to hurt me. <laughs> and the presence of God came in that gym. And all of a sudden tears, it wasn't just sweat hitting the floor, it was tears. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, inquire of me right now. And Pablo didn't hear me. I started speaking in the spirit, in the gym. I started prophesying over my, I took my shirt off. I wanted to expose things that I've hidden before. I looked in the mirror and I inquired of the Lord, you are enough. I inquired of the Lord, God, you are more than a conqueror. You see, when it comes to finances and it comes to, you know, fighting pornography and it comes to the big stuff like help me to forgive, we know to inquire of the Lord. But what about the little thing? Tenacity. And I realized something, Pastor Todd. Until the warfare becomes worship, it will never work. Man, in that gym, I started worshiping. My son was with me, I looked at my son, and I said, I wanna be an example to him, that I can do this. He's not fighting weight, he has a different battle. Like many of you have a different battle. But I want it to be a living, walking, breathing, talking testimony today, that if you keep inquiring, the Lord will keep replying. If you keep asking, the Lord will keep answering. If you keep showing up, God will keep showing up. Nine times, David, you would think that a king who's won some battles would act brand new. That's an urban term which means would forget where he came from. And the Lord told me this in the gym. I wanna write it down, I wanna say it just like he told me. He said, just because you've arrived doesn't mean that you still don't need direction. There's some areas that we think we've arrived in and you think you don't need direction with freedom? I know you're the CEO. I know you're killing it on your job. But that little anger issue is still there. And it shows up in the form of control. And can't nobody tell you nothing because you're the top dog. And your wife has to take a back seat to your pride. It's time to get free, man of God. It's time to get free, woman of God. Teenager. It's time to get free. You got bad grades, yeah, you got the diagnosis, you have ADD and, and, and you know, you just learn different. Let me tell you something, I got the same thing and I've decided, yeah, I'm gonna listen to my doctor, but I'm also gonna take responsibility. I'm no longer gonna pray for a miracle. I'm gonna live what I'm praying for. And David inquired of the Lord. You got to pray with passion and persistence. 
I don't have time to go into this, but the Philistines were a long time opponent of Israel. And they wouldn't hit Israel head on. What they would do is they would, they would kind of plant themselves in just different areas of the territory of the Israelites. Which says to me, that many of us may not be winning because of mixture. That means we got a lot of God, but a little bit of past. A lot of holiness, but a little bit of ratchetness. Still holding on to that little thing. But as Pastor Todd said, he who the sun sets free is free indeed, which says every area. Let me say it this way. Anything less than freedom is bondage. If I ain't all the way free, I ain't free. I wore this shirt as a declaration today that I'm going to get free. Number three, and I'm out of your way. I love this. I was wrestling with this point last night and how to talk about it, but the point is, is put a praise in place of the problem. It says, so David went to Baal-perazim and defeated the Philistines there. The Lord did it, he exclaimed. He broke through my enemies like a raging flood, so he named the place Breakthrough. Can I tell you, praise for you may not be jumping around like I do. Praise for you might not be clapping on the two and the four like I do. Praise for you might not be screaming like I do. See, see I need it loud because sin speaks to me loud. I need to be demonstrative because I need to let the devil know that you try to take me out. You tried to remind me of my past. You tried to make me eat that fried chicken. But in the name of Jesus, no weapon, Kentucky fried chicken that is formed against you is going to prosper. And I have decided that I'm going to put a praise on it. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you right now, don't call it cancer. Call it breakthrough. Don't call it anxiety. Call it breakthrough. Don't call it fear. Call it breakthrough. Don't call it discouragement. Call it breakthrough. Call it something different and watch what God does with your praise. This is how I fight my battles. <laughs> I'm over my time by 20 seconds and I'm getting off the stage. But here's what I want you to know. In the game of checkers, I'm not a chess player, it's too much strategy. But in the game of checkers, Pastor Todd, if I can get one piece to the other side to get free, everything that the enemy stole, he has to give back. Can somebody shout, King me? Come on, you just gotta get a little bit of you to the other side. And God's gonna give you authority that you've never had before. And what took you out in the last season? You will have the authority to make moves that you've never made before in the next 
season. Can you stand with me? I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you broken. We come to you as captives and we ask you that you who have begun a good work in us, that you would be faithful to complete it. We will get free. We will get healed. We will get delivered. We will see, come on, somebody joy in the land of the living. Somebody give God some praise. This is how I fight my battles. Thank you again for spending time with us today. If you're looking to take a step in discovering the more that God has in store for you, just text the word podcast to the number 441-441 and select the option that applies to you. And if you enjoyed this message, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. A special thanks to those of you who generously give to all that God is calling us to do together. It's because of you that everything that we do is possible. We'll see you right back here for next week's message.